Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So the long wait is over. The Bucks' new uniforms will be revealed today at 1 p.m. on social media. You're going to see Levante David, Devin White, and Chris Godwin. They'll be wearing those new combinations. What's the best and worst uniforms in the NFL? And are you going to order one? Well, we've got rules about who can wear them. That's right. You won't want to miss that. And four Bucks made the NFL's all-decade team. It's not who you think, people. We've got all that and more to discuss with Tom Jones, my former radio partner and longtime columnist with the Tampa Bay Times, now of the Pointer Institute, on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Burstick. Hey, uh, friends, these are uh, tough times for everybody, obviously, and uh, including local journalism and the Times in particular. And if you like all the Bucks and all the Tom Brady coverage, well, we've got a special digital subscription offer for you. For the first uh, three months, it's only $3. That's right, $3. You get the first three months, and then after that, uh, you can uh, receive the year for seven seventy-five a month. The code now, you'll love this, uh, in order to get this special offer, is TB12. That's right, TB12, and you get uh, three months for $3, a digital subscription to the Tampa Bay Times. We really appreciate you guys helping us out. All right, uh, the lovely, the talented Tom Jones from the Pointer Institute. My former radio host and columnist at Tampa Bay Times joins us now. Tom, today... Uh, Is it Friday one... yet, by the way? Jeez. <laughs> every day. No, it's... This is the longest, the longest week of uh, the year, and every week's longer than the, the previous one. Jeez. You know what's good, though? We, we got out of uh, March. March, there was, there was the 2000s, the 2010s, and March. And yeah. I don't know which decade I like the worst. Um <laughs> It was unbelievable. It's a long month anyway, with thirty-one days. But with all that's going on in the you know the house arrest, right? All I need is an ankle bracelet right now, and I'll feel like everybody that uh, get creates a misdemeanor in in, uh, in the United States. No, I mean, I, really? I, yeah, no. But I mean, seriously, I, I you know, fortunately, we're both of us are lucky that we're working. But I'm working harder right. now than I did when we were allowed to are go you? to work. Uh, really? Yeah. I have, well, this coronavirus stuff. I mean, just there's so much media. Yeah, surrounding and it's a bad time for media. I don't, <clears throat> sorry to interrupt you right out of the gate here, but it's uh, I mean, just to look at the news, I mean, pay cuts everywhere, furloughs everywhere, layoffs everywhere. This idea that people oh, in the media don't are take gleeful. me to negative town. Oh, sorry, man. It's don't just take it's me to so negative hard. town. Sorry, buddy. I need just, positivity. That's why I'm telling you. It's why it feels like Friday already. And it's I don't even know what day it is. Tuesday, whatever. So Debbie Downer. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Um, no, I get it. It's, it's bad out there, but we are fortunate because we do have jobs and we do have a podcast and we can have fun today, uh, and, uh, talk about sports and, and whatever else is going on or not going on as the case may be. Um, but the NFL is plodding along, uh, and they, they intend to, and especially the Buccaneers who today, Tom, set your watches, call the kids, wake the neighbors at 1 PM. The Buccaneers will unveil their new uniforms, the fourth uniform that they have had in their franchise's history how excited how 
How long have you waited? What's the anticipation like at the Jones house? You know what? I'm, I, I know there are a lot of people out there just hated the, the most recent uniforms. And I, mm-hmm. look, I like I liked previous uniforms. I like the uniforms. I like the old creamsicles that they started off with. Mm-hmm. Classic, legendary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the... Uh, I like the Super when they won the Super Bowl. I like those uniforms. Yeah. The ones the last couple of years, other than the alarm clock numbers, which I wasn't crazy about, yeah, because um, it felt like it was like nineteen, you know, ninety something. That glow like, in the dark, by the way, they light up. So if you do turn the lights off, you can see them. <laughs> Perfect. They reflect. They're reflective. Yeah. That was Jameis's problem. He was, you know, <laughs> but any, but it was. Uh, but I, I didn't mind those uniforms like the last couple. I, at least the color scheme. I really? The color scheme? Nah, the color scheme was fine. I like the I like the logo just fine. So I don't know that I'm as you know like as as fired up as a lot of people in Tampa Bay seem to be about this uniform change. Now I do like I sort of like this new attitude, new sort of new thinking. Like, remember when the Rays went from Devil Rays to Rays? Yes, that sort of changed everything. Greatest overnight. the greatest overnight marketing uh, rebranding I've ever seen of a professional sports right? team. Seriously. Right? No, you're Unbelievable. right. Unbelievable. They went to a classic kind of uh, Los Angeles Dodger-ish, you know, from this multicolored drop the devil, which <laughs> that was a good move. Nobody wants to root for the devil, right? Right. And and just became the Rays, which, you know, has another, you know, the Rays son and all that. It, it was unbelievable. And you know, darling, they look better. They played better too. Well, do you know? I remember when that day happened when they changed the uniform. Every, you know, yeah. and you, as you and I know, every one of our podcasts at some point comes back to Bull Durham. So always, Kevin Costner. Remember, Kevin Costner yeah. showed up for that. Yeah, his, he had a band. I don't know if he still does, yes. but he had a band. But so we went over to Al Lang, um, like four o'clock that day. They were, I think, they were announcing it over in, in Straw Park or Vinoy Park or whatever it was called uh, in St. Pete, and. Kevin Costner's band was playing. But anyway, we went over there about 4 o'clock. The media was going to meet with Costner. Costner, actually, he's there in jeans. He looks like he looks like you know he did in, in Bull Durham when he's not in uniform, like when he's walking right. up on Susan Sarandon's porch at the end. He's wearing jeans and a jacket mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, looking cool, looking like, you know, a movie star, obviously. And he takes BP. He's wearing dress shoes, man. He's wearing dress shoes. He yanks one out left-handed. And then hit one off the wall right-handed after, like, taking, like, a couple of warm-up swings. I'm like, this Crash Davis, man. This, right. This was, the guy was, a, I don't know what he, how old he was, probably late 40s or 50 by then. Um, unbelievable that, yeah. uh, that, he, that he was it. But anyway, I still remember that day. And, he, hit uh, his, he hit his last dinger and he retired. His dinger and retired and went and moved in with Andy Savoy. And it was all. It was <laughs> all... Right. There's 107 stitches on the baseball and there's 107 <laughs> beads on the rosary. That's right. After I found that out, I gave religion a chance. It was, yeah. uh, but it was one of, the, and I and I had a chance to interview him. It was one of the one of the uh, one of the cool moments. But you're right. It, I and then immediately the Rays come out that year and go to the World Series in yeah. 2008. So well, because of what they wore. I mean, because clearly of what they wore. So clearly the the Bucks are. Going to the Super Bowl. Well, maybe. I mean, that that was, and I think we're doing something in the times on this too. Like we're talking about uniforms and, and the best and worst changes, right? There's been a lot of uh, di- different uh, uh, teams that have done what the Rays did for good, for better or for worse, and and that one stands above a part of all of them. Maybe because I'm a little too close to it. There also was um, a little bit of an ode to their past. I mean, you guys don't remember this, and frankly, I don't either. But my my uh, my dad. When he came here, the, the professional baseball team in the 50s 
were the St. Petersburg Saints. And in right. fact, every now and then the Rays would wear the throwback, you know, had a throwback day with uh, Cincinnati would wear the Tarpons uniform or they would wear the Tarpons uniform, or whatever. But they'd also occasionally wear the Saints uniform, which was in essence the same sort of color blue um, that they, the simply, you know, simple blue that they wore uh, when they became the Rays. So that was cool too. So are you excited um, for these for the new Bucks uniforms? I, I don't, you know, look, I I don't wear them, right? So I mean, it doesn't. I, I I was not a, I was not a big fan of the last ones just because I thought, you know, they did this thing with the sleeves. They looked a little like the, a softball uniform to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they yeah, had yeah. the they had the blocked out sleeves kind of thing. And I remember um, I went back and looked at stories and I, I talked to the Nike guy that did the rebranding of it. Now, the one thing they got right this last time was they enlarged the logo, which was a smart thing to do. They made the logo much bigger on the helmet. Um, the helmet, the face mask became silver. They rolled that out first um, during the combine. But then when the uniforms came out, I was like, mm, they're kind of they're softballish to me. And, of course, the numbers were, were bad. But I, I'm not one to, like, I'm not over the top like Tom Bassinger was where I thought it was, it was our national nightmare or anything. Right, it wasn't, right. I wasn't at that level. I mean, a lot of people in town felt that way. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they did. Really they hated, hated them. These but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clue everybody in on uniforms. I know okay? exactly where you're going with this, but go ahead. Here's where we go with uniforms because I've been there through thick and thin and thick again. Um, the thing about uniforms is if your team is good and they win, you freaking love them. Exactly. And I got proof. And if they suck, you 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 start picking nits. You start saying, "Yeah, not only are they a bad football team, those uniforms are awful." Well, you you hate the result, so you hate the team, and then therefore you hate what they're wearing, and you convince yourself that this is their problem, right? Um, and it's not okay. It's the players. It's not what the players are wearing. Now, uh, I do think that the, the proof of this is very simple. People weren't around probably this long, and I was a I was a you know a, a freaking kid at the time. But when they started this franchise, they lost twenty six in a row, folks. I assure you, nobody loved their creamsicle uniforms. Everybody were, hated them. I, they, they were hated the them biggest in, joke in, in the eighties. They hated them, Rick. Like yes, when they did. The Lehman Bennett they, years and all. Yeah, where they went twelve, where they would go twelve or thirteen years with double digit losses. I mean, I covered the end of that that uh, that area era or error. Uh, and they were they were god awful. They were ridiculed. You know, you had the the you know the Errol Flynn lookalike, which by the way was a drawing that Lamar Sparkman, and I got nothing against Lamar Sparkman, the late Lamar Sparkman was a cartoonist for the Tampa Tribune. He's the guy that came up with a logo, right? The Bucko Bruce, the old Bucko Bucko Bruce, Bruce right? the the you know the stiletto chewing, you know, winking feather uh, wearing pirate. You know, make your own joke here, and then. And then they had, you know, a, a, a cream stick, not really an orange. It was supposed to be an orange, but it kind of like a, it was supposed to be like a Florida color, I suppose. Like it was kind of a faded orange, like a Tennessee volunteer orange, if you will. Not right. even. Yeah, it was um, like it was like if you had an orange jersey and you left that in the, in the back of yeah, your car. Yeah, it got faded on a car line. Yeah, or something <laughs> right, like that. Ba- like mom left it on her car. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what it would turn to. So, and it did. In fact, when you'd buy them and wash them one time, they, <laughs> they, they faded out just like that. It was magic. So it was it was this color that you would see like on the Grateful Dead, right? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything that that you, you, it didn't match with anything. In other words, First you had to all, drop acid to really appreciate yeah, exactly how cool. And if it was. You, and, and when it faded, you could just tie dye it and, and say I'm going to a Dead concert. But it, it really wasn't anything you could wear, right? I mean, you're gonna 
you're gonna wear this with what? Like jeans, like this orange <laughs> shirt? Like what what are you wearing it with, right? And so I don't know. It was it was so hated. So people forget this, but I was there. When they decided to go and completely and I thought I actually do did believe that before the raise, this was one of the better rebrandings of a pro sports franchise because it was so different than what they had that and, and people don't remember this, but I wrote a story about it in the Tampa Bay Times, is that they not only did they say hello to the new uniforms, the pewter and and red and and uh red red and uh what well, red pewter and what am I thinking of? Orange. They had orange stripes or whatever. Um they also said goodbye to Bucko Bruce. So do you remember and people that would would have to be well, I don't know, it must have been it was a few years ago. It wasn't that long. Let me see here. At at the old St. Petersburg Pier before, you know, it was torn down or whatnot. Yeah. Um, there used to be a uh there used to be a, a ship, like a it was a boat that was created for a movie the, called the Mutiny. The Bounty. It was the Mutiny. Mutiny on the Bounty. Right. It was the it was the HMS Bounty, is what it was. Yeah. So they had this ship and it would spend its summers here in St. Petersburg, and then they'd sail it up somewhere in the Northeast, and it would spend the winter up there. And they That's did correct. this every year, going back to the 60s. I mean, this this ship was built for the movie uh, called Mutiny on the Bounty. Before that, there was the Bounty, right? But this right. was Mutiny on the Bounty. And this one starred Marlon Brando as Captain Bly, mm-hmm. right? And then there was another remake of this movie in 84 that had, like, uh, Anthony Hopkins and... right. I mean, the the cast was ridiculous, right? So, but this original Mutiny on the Bounty movie, they built this ship. It was a big, you know, sailing vessel like the old days. And uh, it, it was moored in St. Petersburg. So what the Bucks did, this is the Glazer family now. April of 97, they're going to unveil new uniforms. But before they did that, the night before they did that, they had a bunch of Buccaneers come over to the pier and on the Bounty. And they were going to make Bucko Bruce walk the plank. They were going to literally toss um, a flag. Yeah, they were going to toss a flag or something or a helmet into the into the ocean, like into the into the bay. I thought they were going to make and like I, a guy, like a guy dressed up. Like well, I mean, that would have been that would actually have been funny. I think they should have done it. They should have had the actual guy that was on the you know on the sidelines as Bucko Bruce or whatever, or, or you know, either walk. that or like pick like 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 a guy like Alvin Harper right, or like something. A, you know, like, like a dude. <laughs> well, yeah, it was before Alvin Harper even. But yeah, so so ninety well no, it would have been during the Alvin Harper year. So so ninety seven, um, they haven't played a game yet in ninety seven. Tony Dungy gets here in ninety six, they play in the orange one year, and then they're gonna throw him overboard. So they invited John McKay, the late John McKay, first coach, <laughs> right, ever. And the idea was this this guy was going overboard, not John McKay, but this this uh right. this logo. Or you could have had him walk the plank, that Or you could have had him too. walk the plank. And so McKay's there and I I remember talking to him. And he goes, he goes, you know, I, I hate to admit this, but I didn't know he was involved in this over the years. What, you know, what, what do they call him? I didn't even know his name. I thought it was Earl Flynn all these years. Turned out to be another guy. I don't even know. He says, but if he's the guy that was in charge of losing, let's get rid of him. <laughs> you know, McKay, McKay was just great. And so, but then they, they didn't execute. Typical of the Buccaneers. They didn't execute. Instead of like making, throwing it in the bay or doing anything like that, all they did was they had raised this flag with the old logo and then they lowered it and they fired a cannon, this must where they got the cannon idea. They fired the cannon, or the pirate ship for that matter. They fired the cannon and uh, four times, and that was it. And then they gave McKay 
a framed number 76 creamsicle jersey like he needed that thing but 1976 <laughs> is when the you know when the when the uh, bucks began um and then he was, he was so he was like I had feelings about the colors I thought they looked a lot like the local bus station and he, he goes I kind of like the orange and white but I'm sure they could have picked colors that stand out more and they did they they went to pewter and they went to so the next day they go to the convention center over in Tampa and they have basically like a runway of players come out. It's it's Trent Dilfer and Mike Allstott and Derek Brooks. I think Sap might have modeled one. And they came out with all the different combinations. And people loved it. And it was good. It really was. They couldn't do black and silver because of the Raiders, but they put the the flag on the on as the logo with the skull and crossbones. And and I thought that was terrific. But people hated those uniforms. Absolutely hated orange uniforms. And now, you know, they wore them, they started wearing them again. Um when, uh, in fact, Josh Freeman's first start, you probably don't remember this. His first start was. In I remember every Josh Queens. Freeman start. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, the, you hundred million, the $100 million man. <laughs> he was. They tried to give him, they tried to give him $100 million. Um, He made his first start against Green Bay, uh, and the Packers were good, and, and the Bucks weren't, and he beat them. He threw three touchdowns that day, and it was a throwback day, but now they can't do the throwbacks because they got to wear the same helmet because of concussion. So, but anyway, that's, that's my. My point to all of this is people, they think these uniforms suck because they lost. And then all of a sudden they became cool again. Right. right? But now they, they suck again because the team hasn't been in the playoffs for 12 years. And you know this. like I can remember, I mean, baseball, uh, you grew up in Pittsburgh, and they have classic uniforms yeah. for their football team. But I remember when the the Pirates did some wild things with their hats and the rings around. Oh yeah, them and, and they, they had like they had like a they had pinstripes and then they had an all black and an all gold and then they would like yeah. mix and match them throughout yeah. the course of the season. Like the other thing that combinations. happened. Too, <clears throat> the other thing that happened too is the Pittsburgh Penguins were when I was a kid, like a young kid, mm-hmm. uh, when they first started off, the Penguins were blue. They had blue uniforms. What? And yeah, they were. It was like a powder blue, like a almost. navy or oh, powder yeah, blue. like a oh, sky wow. blue or a pot. Maybe that's kind of cool. A little bit dark. Yeah, they're actually. I like them actually. And um, sometime in the late seventies, because Pittsburgh at that time became known, like at least in those, you know, as the city of champions, title town, title right, town, because, yeah. right? Because the Pirates had won and the Steelers had mm-hmm. won. They were both champions at the same time, the and everybody 70s. decided that oh, it's the the problem with the Penguins not that their players stink, it's because mm-hmm. their uniforms are blue, and so they changed over to black, black and, and gold. gold, and that's mm-hmm. basically what they have now. Hey, just to add on, I thought as you were telling the story, I looked it up. Just because I thought that mutiny ship, you're right, it used to go back and forth every year. Remember, mm-hmm. it sank. It sank in Hurricane during, Sandy. In Hurricane Sandy, right? And two two yeah. people actually died. Yeah, two the, of the cap- crew members, the, including the captain, the captain, and one captain of the sailors. Captain Bly went down. No, I'm not one trying of, to make a joke, but it, uh, two of the sailors died. It was a uh, really bad seas because yeah. the hurricane. They tried. They were coming to St. Pete, as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah, it was. It was during Hurricane Sandy, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you something. So now with these uniforms. Yeah. And just to throw it, I'm throwing this out there just mm-hmm. quick without thinking about it. Who has the best in the NFL, the best uniforms in the NFL? Because I think to me, this is a no brainer. And I, you know, look, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I like the Steelers uniforms, but it's not the Steelers. Yeah. I, I think there's a team out there that's an absolute. Well, the one no-brainer. that everybody, the one that everybody mentions, and I and I know why, it, it, are the Chargers, the Los Angeles. Oh, Chargers. I didn't. Okay, I didn't. I, because of the powder, because of the powder blue, the baby blue ones. You know, when they wear when they wear that combination. Um, for me, I don't. Mine is I don't even like this team. 
Look, I don't like, like I don't like any team, but my <laughs> well, same here. But yeah, but I mean, it's got to be the Cowboys, right? Well, I it could be the Cowboys. I actually I was going to say Raiders, the, pa- the, Raiders? the Packers. Well, the Raiders are awesome. Now that yeah. you mention it, but the, the Packers, wind is a, the Packers is a to me, the Green Bay Packers, the, the green and gold. I just thought green and gold's good. But what I about silver? Was, what about the silver and black? the silver and black of the of the Raiders? The greatness not, of the Raiders. It's going to be different though with them in Vegas, right? It's not going to be the same. I'm going to miss them. Not, they should play in Oakland in that crappy stadium no. for the rest of time. Yeah. Well, have you seen the new one though? I'm it's sure like, it's unbelievable. It's like all black. Like it's it's so it's like they created the black hole is the stadium. Like it's a hole and it's black. But <laughs> it's, you can play. I'm sure you can like play slots in the, in oh, the yeah, concourses. Oh yeah, it's like you it's know? just a giant casino. I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. but I. But anyway, I to me the Packers, the Packers. The Packers, the, you think? Yeah, those are because, legend. But is, you just like the color scheme? I just like the. I think it looks good on the on the grass, and it looks good. You know when you yeah. when you, when you picture mean, the, the NFL, even like the old NFL, like the frozen yeah, tundra in the '60s yeah. and Vince Lombardi and all that. You know, I, I get that. I mean, they're, the classic, right? The the uh, sort of the original teams. The Bears, I think, are good. Bears you are know, great. The Giants are good. I like the Giants a lot. Um. The ones, you know, I remember uh, one of the biggest redesigns I ever saw kind of ushered in the new era was uh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah. When they went to, you know, the new helmets with the new Bronco on it and, and sort of the, the big stripes on the side. I thought those were awful. I was like, oh, right. what have they done? They got away from tradition. What have they done? And then everybody started kind of emulating them and having the wraparound logos and things like that. Um, Seattle has some like they're neon. I'm not a big fan of that. Like no, the, no. You know who has the, the worst? Yellow-ish? The worst uniforms in the in the league are the NFC South. Although I think the, all those uniforms stink. I think Carolina mm-hmm. is an awful Carolina, color scheme. You don't like the light blue? I don't like it's an awful color scheme. Atlanta. I don't even. I close my eyes and I can't even picture Atlanta. They're changing. They change. Talk about team changing uniforms. Yeah, they're red, black, white. What are they? Yeah. And then whatever. the and then the Saints with the silver and the, uh, uh, whatever that it's the gold, gold I guess I mean it's I mean gold, gold. I guess eh, I don't know it's all it's all antiseptic to me especially um, I don't know, I don't like any of the stadiums that those teams I mean the, the Georgia Dome's nice but I don't You're know on the it's NFC just, South yeah it's just take everything about the NFC South so maybe the Bucks will. <laughs> You know, Bucks will at least Spurs they can win the uniform. Well, I, and as we do this podcast, we have not seen the uniforms. They come out at one o'clock today. Um, I would say this that what we hear about them is they're going back to more of the classic uh, two thousand and two Super Bowl champion type uniform, very clean um, block block letters again. You know, getting away from the alarm clock. Yeah, and and I think here is what I don't know because they had they had Devin White, Levante David, and Chris Godwin. They did a video of them looking at the three combinations, and they, they their eyes were really big. They were like, "Wow!" One of them said, "Hey, this is this is really clean. That's a you know that's a really good look." So I'm thinking, okay, it's simplistic, it's it's traditional, and then but there was one where Devin White goes, "Oh, I like number three. or somebody says, "I like number three. He says, "You you you wear that color, you gotta win. You wear that, you gotta win." Now they had the color rush, right, which was their alternate third jersey that they would wear during color rush week with the red pants and the red shirt right, a right, different right. red yeah i'm wondering could they have gone pewter could they have gone with an all pewter color rush maybe hmm. might look a little dirty but it might be good i don't know they're not going to be the orange everybody wants the creamsicles and i'm here to tell you if they have that it'll be an alternative uniform in 2021 when they're supposed to relax the helmet rule um if that if that occurs, I don't know. That's right. one of those collectively bargain things. You have some really good rules 
I want to go over these for wearing jerseys. Just yep. for you folks who are out there thinking about ordering a Tom Brady jersey, and, and he's going to lead the league in sales. There's no doubt about that. Um, but jerseys, football jerseys in particular, or maybe jerseys anyway, are not for everybody. And I think your rules <laughs> should be printed and should be followed by all because I think they're sound logic. Go. So here's my number. And, of course, everybody's going to tell me, like, shut up. It's my money. I'll do what I want with it. Okay. Yeah, well, if you wanna, but if fine. you want to look like a, like an asshat or a clown, <laughs> then go ahead. Feel free. But you want to jump off is, a bridge, go ahead. <laughs> my, my rule is you can, if you get a name on your jersey, if you get a number and a name a of an actual name, player. A, a player's, player's name. A player's name and number. Okay. Right. On your, as, and you want to wear it. That player has to be older than you are. Fortunately, Tom Brady plays for the Bucks. Okay, That's right. Next. So most people listening <laughs> so to this, almost anybody listening to this podcast should be good with Brady. Okay. Right, but if you if you're like 58 years, if you're my age, okay, I'm 55. I'm 55. If I'm 55, I can't get any current player in the NFL and wear their jersey because it look. I think it just looks dumb. Like, oh, oh, Tom Brady's my favorite player. Like that is so dumb. Like you have to be. And I, now I can wear a throwback. Well, I I'm saying, wear, like, can you wear, wear Doug Terry, Williams? Can you I could, wear Terry I could Bradshaw? wear Doug Williams. I could wear Terry Bradshaw. Franco could, Harris. Franco Harris, Jack Ham, whatever. Yeah, uh, you can get away you know. with Emmett Smith, maybe. No, he's no, Emmett, no, not Emmett. Um, yeah. I could wear a really go really old school, like a you know, like a Kenny Stabler or something. Like oh yeah, that. you can do that. But I can't wear like Chris Godwin's jersey. Okay, right now, if you if you want to buy a Bucks jersey, mm-hmm. like, but I, I want a new one though. But you want thing. a new like, one. Now what? Here's what? Do I put well, my own name on it? Can I? Can I don't I like that either. W- now two things. I don't. I don't like putting my own name on it, and I also don't. <laughs> don't be stupid and put a nickname on there. You know, like ah, uh, yeah. You know, like uh, I don't know. Like I can't even like whatever. Like uh, like Iggy or yeah, yeah. Don't call yeah. your you know the boss man or something like. Don't don't be stupid. Captain like, Fear. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Don't do that. Now I think you could. I don't know. I have less of an issue if you just buy the jersey and you wear. I guess if you just wear the. Can number. you put your name on it? Can you can you put uh, Jones T Jones and just pick a number? Can I, I do guess that? that's better. That's better than wearing a guy that's. Now that's I I, I will I will suspend the rules okay. for this for this season if anybody wants to get a Brady jersey, even if you're 50 years old. If you want to get a Brady jersey, because it's a it's a because it's Brady. It's, it's he's novel. a legend. He's a Hall of Fame. He's a goat. So anybody, that's fine. I, like I can, I get that. Can I get one that says Nostra Thomas? Uh, <laughs> that would be good. That'd be no, really good. That's <laughs> how about no. Big Nasty? Can you Big Nasty wear Big Nasty? I well because he's, he's known. But he's fan. a celebrity. He's like, known. Yeah, but if, right. like if you're not in, if you're not a celebrity, and you but you act, but you put a nickname on there like you are a celebrity. Like I said, if you call yourself like like uh, the Big Cheese. There's like don't that's dumb. Like don't, if it starts if you're if you have a name on your back fan? and it starts whatever it starts off with the like if you have a name on your and your and your, and your last name is it like Therion or something like you can't put the and then like whatever word falls next is you're gonna I'm just saying you're gonna look bad. All right, I'm, now, I'm gonna make a, fun it, of you. Let me just say this: this is a this is a for males only though, right? Like a female, yeah, she I guess. can wear anything, right? I mean, like if you're, I don't, I don't know, I don't know no? about that either. I don't know. So like, if I'm over, like say I'm a say I'm older than Tom Brady, I can still wear Tom Brady, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody can wear Tom Brady. I, okay, I'm like okay, I said, I'm suspending right, the rules if, for that. Can Can I wear Chris Godwin if I'm uh, 45? 
No. Female. No, no, no. What? I don't, well, no, I don't think Come so. Come on, I'm no, a chick. It's got to be older. It's got to be older. Like, you want to wear a Leroy Salmon jersey? I'm all for it. Go ahead. Wow. But if it, but if it's younger than you, I just think it looks better. Now, here's the other thing, too. Please, if you wear a, I don't, and I don't care what kind of shape you're in, but particularly if you're <laughs> like, don't tuck it into your jeans. Oh, here okay? we go. That's another one. Don't tuck your shirt <laughs> into your jeans. And by the way, anybody over the age of 40, period, I don't care what good a shape you're in. Don't wear a basketball jersey like that's. Oh I don't God! Care no. who, like, now what if I now wait a minute? It, it, let's say I'm a, I'm a Warriors fan, but I wear a T-shirt under the under the jersey. What yeah. if I don't do the whole you know tank top thing? No. Uh, you hard can try off. it. You can try it, but it's hard. I'm just saying, wearing a basketball shirt a jersey is hard to pull off. It really is hard. Baseball, like anybody can wear baseball jerseys. Like baseball jerseys are meant. And hockey, like hockey. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! So this only applies to football? No, 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 no. It applies to everybody. Like for like you, I, you can't be my age and wear a Nevin Longoria or a Austin okay. Meadows. No, I can wear a. I have a Roberto Clemente jersey, like that I never wear. Like yeah, one of those like you know those Cooperstown throwback ones. That I have right. that. That's fine. But nah, so if, so you're leaving me. You if I'm a fan and they're listening to this podcast, you're leaving me with few options here. So now what? I want to pull for my team. Do I need to get like a polo with a logo yeah, on it? Either Can I get do a that? polo or get like a some sort of sweat like a sweatshirt. I'm good. If you want to go with the uh, you, you go know, with the, the team uh, the team sweatshirt. The Joe, you want to go with the Joe Madden like uh, hoodie. Okay, the hoodie's that's, good. That's good. Log- logoed hoodie. Logoed is hoodie. Right. Yeah, hats are fine. Hats are good. Hats are fine. I got no problem with hats. Yeah, um, but no, if you put if you put the name in, of a person who's younger than you. I just think mm-hmm. it looks dumb. I just think, it, again, you come off as like, ooh, ooh, I like Tyler Glass now. He's my favorite. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I think <laughs> See, I if, mean, you're like good... 50, if you're like 50, don't act like you're 18 or Is 14. this true? Is this also true in hockey? Like, you can't wear a stamp coat. Like, I have friends I, if that, I, that are if hockey. I, no. No? Uh, really? I don't know. I got a problem with it. I, mm. I have no problem. Like, you but can the, buy Lightning. the Lightning gave a jersey to every season ticket member when they switched the jerseys. They did. They including did. those that and were they, older than the players. And they and they use they use like that's that's your ticket right is that right Steve like they had a thing in the don't jersey they, don't they have that a was thing the they, they the had they initially they had a chip a in there chip. I think they got you like discounts at the yeah, yeah at the stores I, I don't think they use that anymore all right I'm I'm a little bit I'll, I'll relax the rules a little bit because now we're talking about saving money <laughs> but Steve when they gave those jerseys were they were they already player assigned or were they like you could make your own you got to pick your number and and I think I oh, think you, you got to I think you, I I I, I wasn't a season ticket member but I think you got to put your own you could either put a player's name or your own name and a, you got to pick the number very nice but I'd say the other thing those you know jerseys now are so expensive guys that oh yeah I'd have a hard time. Putting in a like, say if if I was a, a lightning, if I was a lightning fan, and I you know first off you'd you'd want to pick a younger guy if you're good. Say say you could pick any. Obviously, look, people can do. Why what they would want. you want to pick? Why wouldn't you want a Stamkos or, or a, a, a you know? Say I get Stamkos now though. I'm gonna and I'm gonna pay what? How much are those jerseys? A couple hundred dollars? I don't know. Like and I don't know because yeah. I don't buy them. But they're uh, more than they're hundred. Pretty, Okay, so they? they're pretty yeah, expensive. I think they're I better like, talk to my wife because she's bought two for each one of my daughters. But go ahead. <laughs> the kid sizes. Now I'm are getting mad. Cheaper. The kid sizes. Now are I'm cheaper. getting mad. Okay. Well, but I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a guy now and I want to get a if I want to get a jersey, like I don't know, do you, do you get a Victor Hedman? He might retire in two or three years, or uh, Stamkos might be done in a couple. Well, of see, years. now you're raising now you're raising a really good point because I because you and I go on the road all the time when we would travel and, and go to Bucks games and the further away you went we would find that if there were Bucks fans there the older the jerseys they had 
Right. Which I never understood because if you're a Bucks fan living in L.A., you, they got this thing called the Internet. And so I know they don't play out there very much, but you could order a new one. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you and I would go and we'd see, like, Eric Rett. Right. You know, That's Rett the thing. Like, it's one thing to see, like, a Doug Williams or a Mike Allstott yeah. or. Right, right. Those are classic Derek guys. Brooks, Derek Brooks or, or John yeah, yeah. Lynch or something. Sap yeah. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you start seeing, like, you know, Darrell Reeves. Like Adam Humphreys. Like, you don't want to wear an Adam Humphreys Bucks jersey now. I love do you? Adam Humphreys. I know. I love the guy, too, but I mean, it looks He's dumb. with the Titans now, so that's not good. <laughs> right. See, a lot of, I mean, Joe McCoy, I mean, he, that's he's borderline. Like, well, he's uh, now on his third team. He's I know. Dallas, he's your <laughs> Dallas Cowboys guy. So. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention this as well. Um... Congratulations is at hand uh, to four Buck players that have been named to the NFL All-Decade team, Tommy. I probably I know you're probably not aware of this. No, um, I'm not. We'll, we'll start with, uh, at quarterback, Tom Brady. Yes. Noted Buccaneer. <laughs> um, at, at, at guard, Logan Mankins. You remember the, the year that Logan the, uh, brought Logan. so much to the offensive line. That's right. You're talking about uh, at, classic Bucks now. Buddy. Oh, yeah. No, these, are, these are the OGs. I mean, these, these are, <laughs> you know, when, when I think of Buck Hall of Famers, I start with Brady because he's the GOAT. Right. Then I go to Mankins. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, and then, of course, at corner, Darrell Rivas. Darrell Rivas. I mean, who could forget the Pro Bowl season he put in That's coming right. off that torn ACL? With uh, Greg Schiano. Four pass and defense, then, I believe, that, that year, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, he actually made the Pro Bowl. I actually, went to Hawaii. Yeah, no. I happened to be in Hawaii. I didn't go to Hawaii for this, but I, I was in Hawaii and actually interviewed him. He made the Pro Bowl that year, for God's sakes. That was probably the worst, one of the worst hirings. Not because he couldn't play, because he was injured, but they got him for one year, $16 million, and they did like a series of one year, $16 million deals at a time when even today, corners don't make $16 million. Yeah. Even today. Like nobody made sixteen million. Eh, I think there was a sense that he was going to put him over the top, and that they were a little bit closer than they, they were. Way were. more than one player away. Yeah, but it didn't feel like it, but I think that was the thinking. And they gave up two. They gave up a number one pick, and a number and like a number four, I think. But anyway, <laughs> Darrell Reeves. And then finally, uh, congratulations to a guy who is still a well-known Buccaneer named Dominican Sue. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I saw your, that. Yeah, those well, are your so, four. Uh, then Donicum Sue, that was interesting. That because I was, I did look at that. I did see Sue made it because yeah. I was wondering if McCoy was going to make that list. He didn't. He, he did didn't. Not and make Sue it. made it over him. Essentially, Sue Sue essentially was. Yeah, he was drafted ahead of him. Took his number ninety three when he came to Tampa, uh, and and is now Gerald's on his third team, and Sue's still here. Signed again another contract, eight million dollars or whatever, and he made. Yeah, he made the all deck. Now they did they. You know, they kind of fudged this. It wasn't like they had 12 players on each side of the ball. They had like 14 or 16. I don't know what it was. Right, and they had like seven but, pass rushers. And none, yeah, like, yeah, no, it was like, all, they were all over the place. But They weren't like but, a real team that you would field, yeah. But Sue, um, who, you know, and their numbers are very similar. I think I think that maybe uh, McCoy actually has more sacks, I want to say. Um, but this is a big thing, you know, when uh, 
of course, I, I mean, obviously Brady was like unanimous. I mean, he's the goat, and Mankins is, I think, a, a Hall of Fame player. I don't. He should be coming up pretty soon if he hasn't already. Um, Darrell Rivas, you know, will be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. But making the All Decade team, I've been in that room one time as a voter, and it's huge. You know, if you like, for example, John Lynch did not make the All Decade. Well, the reason he didn't make All Decade was he started like in '94. Right. And his best years were from 95 to 2005. He made nine Pro Bowls. Right. Sort of split. But it was in between yeah. decades, right? Right. right. So he, he wasn't the best best at his time. Um, but, yeah. Uh, isn't it interesting, though? I mean, that if that doesn't enc- encapsulate, you couldn't get one player, special teams, offense, or defense. Now, who? here's a question. Who's been the best player during this lost decade? Because officially this has been – superseding anything in the past, even the decade that included 26 losses, this has been the lost decade of the Buccaneers. Did you know right. this? No. They, it's the only decade where they didn't make the playoffs once, I believe. Um, and I think the record is worse than any 10-year 10, 10 record, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's starting to get crazy because we, we always talk about, oh, they haven't, they, haven't won a, they haven't won a playoff game since the Super Bowl. Right. And then you start thinking – like 2000, it's, it's hard. I, I know I'm saying oh, something two. the most. It's 2020, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, where did the time go? I mean, and I, I it feels like all time is lost right now. Like, it's. Of course. Yes. Like, I went in my pool the other day and I'm like, wait, what time are you? Because the pool was cold. And I'm like, what time <laughs> of year is Like, I've never been in a pool in April in my yard yeah. before. But well, anyway. It felt like it was May. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, but I, yeah, I mean, to think that it's been that long. Now, you ask who would be the player that I would. Two guys immediately come to mind. Now, look, I think, I think Mike Evans is, has been their best player that of this. Agreed. Of the last, you know, since the six Super years. Bowl teams. Yeah. I mean, six years. He's you'd say six years out of the ten he's played in the NFL during this past decade, and he made six Pro Bowls. Only him and uh, only him and Randy Moss have had. He didn't make six Pro Bowls. He made a thousand yards for six right. straight years. Made like three Pro Bowls, I think. But only him and Ronnie Moss have, have started their career with six straight thousand. Now it's seasons. a tough position. I'm, I assume that you know it, it's that's a tough position to crack, and as far as all decade goes. Oh, and, oh yeah, it is. It's really and hard. I would look at you know, and it, as I, he still seems like he's so young to me that he's not old enough to be considered for an all decade team. Right. You know, it doesn't feel like he's been around. But he's enough. a guy that's going to fall into that crack too because he started in the middle right. again of, of of a decade, and he's going to end his career most likely in the middle of another one. Right. And you would think that his yeah his neck the next four years or so are going to be really going to be his prime. Yeah. Years. Yeah. So the two guys that stand out to me, I just mentioned one, Joe McCoy. Mm-hmm. And then the other one would be Levante David, I guess. Right? I agree. Yeah, yeah those you're right. would be the two. And he, nobody else, right? Though they both no, they both played here ten years. Um, you know, and this guy he didn't he made two or three Pro Bowls. Like Vincent Jackson had some good years as a free agent, but you know, I mean, there's been good players, but not over the course of ten seasons. I think Levante and really Gerald are like the only guys that were here that long. And now it's Levante's mantle. Um, he's the longest active Buccaneer, other than Demar Dotson, who may not be invited back. He was here even longer; he was here eleven years. But Demar obviously wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't a Pro Bowl player. So, yeah, I think it's uh, it's kind of down to Levante and Gerald, and you know, that's that's kind of a toss up. I mean, you know, that's beauty's in the eye of the beholder. There, I know there are a lot of people who don't like Gerald McCoy, but it seems like everybody likes Levante, and he got screwed because, you know. Outside linebackers are also guys that consider three, four pass rushers, you know, like Jason right. Pierre-Paul. So it's unfair to compare the two. But, yeah, he um, he didn't make it. So 
it just man it just goes to show you that uh that they've had some really bad football teams and now you're going to have if they play football and we can get into this uh you know on the podcast tomorrow but if they play football i think that you know you're going to get brady not at his maybe not at his best he says physically he's as good as he's ever been um and mentally of course but he is 40 he's going to be 43 and not 33 so you don't you know Certainly, he's at the end of his career more than the beginning or the middle. So, it, but but there are some teams. If you go back and look at what Lovey Smith had in the, especially the defensive backfield. If you look at some of the teams Dirk Cutter had, those are bad football teams. Yeah, some really bad football teams. And then, you know, I know the whole Winston thing. Who got married, by the way? Congratulations to Jameis. Unfortunately, their their wedding plans had to be slimmed down because of the coronavirus. And sure. All that. What's going to um, happen to him, Rick? Um, I think, you know, the draft is going to happen and then we'll see. Um, you know, I think if, uh, if some teams don't fulfill what they wanted out of the draft because other teams jump up and get their guy, there's about four quarterbacks that probably go in the first round. And then I think you'll see other teams decide that, well, you know, we, we either need you to start and most likely to back up. I mean, he's going to be a backup someplace to, to begin with. Right. You know, I keep looking at, at, teams like San Diego and I mean and it looks like they're going to draft a quarterback maybe sure, Jordan Los Love Angeles or something Chargers, like that. Yeah. Or Los Angeles Chargers. I was calling San Diego always. Right. I can't get it out of my head. I know, same here. I can I cannot stop saying the San Diego Chargers for nothing. So so ladies and gentlemen, they are the same. It's kind of like the Anaheim Angels of Los right. Angeles. Like yeah. what are they? Well, I'm going to call um, the Oakland Raiders the, 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 the oh, Vegas forever. Raiders for Oakland yeah, forever. Yeah, forever. I do that too as well. The autumn wind is a pirate. It doesn't sound right if it's Las Vegas. Right, yeah. Um so, anyway, yeah, Wayne, char- here, here's, here's Wayne Newton. <laughs> That's right. Autumn Wind is a pirate <laughs> singing Donka Shane. Yeah, That's right. Shane. <laughs> um, yeah. So, getting back to it, I, I think you know teams are going with their guys, and like with with the Chargers, I've seen people think that he'd be a good fit there. But the Chargers had a guy who was a pocket passer that you know, through a lot of interceptions. His name was Philip Rivers. Right. So do you get rid of Philip Rivers to get a younger Philip Rivers? I mean, from what I understand, they want a they want a quarterback that can move and and do, you know, some of the the the, the you know the pass the run pass option stuff, you know? Right. Um Tyrod can do that. And so they're getting away from the traditional block, you know, uh pocket guy. So I mean they I think they would have kept Philip if that's if that's what they wanted, although Jameis is younger and he, you know, he's maybe has a bigger upside at this point. I don't know where he's going. I, I mean, I keep looking at Jacksonville and I'm going, if you can't beat out Garn or Minshew, yeah. you know, there's Minshew Mania up there. Now it's not a good football team. He'll end up someplace and I hope he, and I hope he does well. And if and, you're uh, him, would you rather go to a team? Would you rather go to a team like Jacksonville where you have a chance to play right away? No. Or would you rather go no. to a, Pittsburgh, like a Pittsburgh, yeah, where you're yes. not going to probably play as long as Ben's healthy. But that's Ben's, okay. You know, Ben's probably going to retire in another. That's year. exactly what I'd be. I'd be looking to go someplace like Green Bay. Yeah. Like you know, like a place that is a, first and foremost. I want the the most stable franchise, right? Yeah. New England. I mean, I don't think that Belichick's going to take him, but Belichick, who knows what he's thinking? I want to go someplace where they win every year, because. The problem with coming here, especially for him, for a lot of reasons, but the problem with coming to Tampa Bay is it's no fun to be the quarterback of a bad football team, of a losing right. program. And you can name all the quarterbacks you want to. No one has won here. 
right? right? Brad Johnson had one year they won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson. And he played really, really well. Um, but the defense, let's be honest, they carried them there, right? Sure. The defense all year until well, they got Jay, Look, I think we all agree. Can we agree Jameis is the best quarterback they've ever had, ever? Is that um, right? While he was here. Well, he owns every record. He owns every record except I know it's a different game now. Like people don't throw the ball like they did when Doug Williams. Yeah, I get that. You know, but still, I think Doug Doug had some Doug had some horrible numbers, but he had some really good intangibles, and he was tough, and he was a leader and all that. Yeah, first African American quarterbacks and all that. Um, Steve Young became a Hall of Famer, but he wasn't that here. Right. You know. So yeah, no, I think he's he's the best quarterback they've probably had in terms of you know dynamic making plays. Now, unfortunately, he also made plays for the other team. Um, always exciting. Somebody was going to score, but, um, I, I, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think he was, I think he was probably the best. So uh, it's, I don't know what's going to happen to so me. So when you hear like, these guys, like, let me ask you this, cause I've been, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, way steep in, in all the news coverage. Uh, yeah. so when I, but when I do look up, I see guys like Chris Godwin talking about, Oh, what a yeah, great job. it was on us. And, yeah, yeah, so talking about what a great job Winston is, that did, mm-hmm. and you're, and I saw what you had Clyde Christensen, right? Talking yeah, Clyde. About. Clyde said he failed him. Yeah. So is this? Uh, are they are they just doing him a solid, trying to help Platitudes. him get a job, or do you think they really believe? Like, oh, we let this guy down. He was better than that. Um, what sort think of they, behind? I think all it's that? somewhere in the middle. I don't know that it's absolute with any of them. You know, I've talked to Clyde about it. I've, I've talked to players about it. I I think. First and foremost, people will never understand that just how beloved Jameis Winston was in that locker room. And I mean not just by not just by players, but by coaches, by secretary. Like he did treat people really well there. And and he did try. You know, the effort was never an issue with him. Um, I mean the whole one, first and last out all that, right? Yeah, but I mean even that, you know, let's face it, that can be overrated if you don't know what you're doing, right? Like Right. Clyde has said many times that he thought he overworked himself. You know, there, there does come a point of diminishing returns. You can stare blankly at a piece of film if you don't know what you're watching. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just, right, right. you no, know, I, you can I, work I smart or you can work long and hard and not smart, you know. First of all, everybody works, okay? Every quarterback in the NFL should do that. Maybe some do it better than others. But but really, it, it, they were all rooting for him to to be that guy to be that success and yeah when it doesn't happen i think i think every player feels like you know what i let him down you know like that interception was on me this route wasn't very good now you know i i on twitter you know mike evans is or mike evans mike clayton has taken me out about you know how, how he wants to watch film and i don't have time right now but he wants to tell me what about route runners you know the two pro bowl receivers were and i'm sure it's true at times and we wrote about it every time that ba would say it but I don't, Tom. If you lead, if you lead football, if you lead football in turnovers since 2015, and you're the quarterback, you lead football. You got more than anybody. Right. I don't know how much you can put on everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think there comes a time when it doesn't matter, right? Because those other guys have receivers that run bad routes, and those other guys have, and yeah, you know, you made some of their career, and they made some ridiculous catches for you too. And it all kind of works together. So in the end, it doesn't matter, right? Like Tom Brady said this, and I'll let you go on this one. But, I mean, Brady was like, I watched, you know, Tom versus Time and all that. And he's like, you win or you lose. And nobody cares, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the bottom line. You Did you win 
or did you lose? Sounds like it sounds like something Nuke Lelouch would say, man. It is. <laughs> sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes you get rained out. Except you don't get rained out in football, right? Right. Which takes it back to Kevin Costner, and it's a perfect exactly. place back to, to end. Bull Durham, and it all's back to Bull Durham. There you go. It goes back to Bull Durham and uh, Annie Savoy. So, <laughs> Tom Jones. Well, hey, how about we do this again uh, tomorrow? Sounds good. I'll be there. So I can hardly wait to see those new uniforms. We're going to talk all about them, uh, how they arrived at their design, and everything you can imagine with respect to the Bucks uniform release. That is today at 1 o'clock. We'll discuss those. And also our conversation with Tom Jones continues. That's right, two days of Tom Jones. It's like Rick and Tom back all over again. We're going to discuss the business of sports and how it might change, not just for this summer or fall, but maybe forever. So you want to make sure you, you get a hold of that and listen to us tomorrow on Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 